So when God created Adam, I know that humanity was created, but he only created one. And Eve made two. Well, that didn't catch her. Let's start with them, kind of try to keep this in the line, keep this right. If I made one million people, it, it, what, the only ones who would have been right at the start was just that one. See, my job is to give you the truth, and then you tell others about the truth after you live it. Because people are going to want to watch to see what you're doing. Can I get an amen? All right, so it's almost time to go, but just bear with me. All right, Matthew 12, and he says, because it's my responsibility in verse number 33, either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt. There's no gray area. Okay, and so he's saying, I don't have any time for you to think I'm going to do it. You got to stop singing the song, Lord. If you find anything wrong in me, Lord, take it out and strengthen me. And the Lord is saying, okay, everything is done now, right? Everything's done, okay? I prepackaged the best for you. That's what he's saying. So he says, you have the responsibility. You make the tree good. If you make the tree good, then the fruit will be good. You have both responsibilities, though, because it can turn out to be, at the start, a good tree, but because of a lack of care, it can turn into a bad producer of fruit. He says, I don't want any gray area. I don't want you to say you're confused. It's up to you. Paul told the church that, listen, you're responsible to make you a vessel of honor. God doesn't do it. You do it. You're the container. You possess the person of the Holy Spirit. You're the temple. The church isn't the building. You're the church. You're responsible to take care of you. You want a greater presence of God? You want God to go through all that stuff? Okay, here's how you do. Are you going to wade through your children's bedroom when it's unclean to give them gold? If you have the possibility of tripping over everything that they have on the floor, are you, go, are you going to just say, oh, God, it's just so wonderful anyway, and just place the gold on top of the TV? Why did your mothers keep you out of the living room when you was growing up? Come on, help me out. You don't mess it up. Why? The best that they had is sitting inside of there. We had them, them I don't know if y'all had We had them swans. Anybody? You have swans? Ours kind of a blue-green, and they'd sit on one end. And we used to look at those and say, well, what are those, man, you know? And when they wasn't around, we'd pick them up by the neck, you know, and swing them. Oh, we, let me tell you. When I look at the stuff Nita put up with us, I no longer think what I used to think. I used to think she was crazy. I, I think she was crazy now to put up with us. She should have lined all three of them and just took all three of us out and just said, well, bless the Lord. Yeah, she, oh, she didn't like us messing with that. And we go in there, and one time, well, I won't say one time, I'll be nice. When the visitors came, she said, you walk in this living room, and you'll never walk out alive. And we didn't know, yes, ma'am. See, that doesn't shake us up because... 
it was customary. You understand? And, we, and to us, she loved us. So the command was no problem, but she had to command a certain way for us to obey. Because, listen, wasn't the swans shiny? Wasn't they nice to touch? You, you just, they had that, inv that invitation, come touch me. The best table was in the living room. The, the best lamps were in the living room. Come on now. And any, we didn't have this, but anybody had the big Bible? And that was in that living room. And, and, and boy, when she dusts that, you better not bring a fingerprint. That dust that as if, Lord, a fingerprint? Boy, you. The greatest thing was there. Right? So there's always that concerning the most high value. But you're not going to wade through destruction to place the most valuable asset you have into destruction. So why think that God wants to possess you with his power when he has to wade through so much that you refuse to work with? Now, if you work with, it's funny, it's, grace is so powerful. If you work with it, if you say, Lord, I, I confess this, this is wrong, and I want you to forgive me, Lord, and cleanse me from all unrighteousness, you don't have to do that every single day. It, your faith teaches you that it is automatically done. Acknowledge what he's doing is what I'm saying. Celebrate him. Okay? And then his grace comes in and empowers you. And you don't always get it right, but what does his grace do? Boy, if I had, boy, if I, had I could make you turn to Romans 7. And we could go with Paul said, when I was trying to do right, I couldn't do right. Okay? What happens is your mindset changes. Okay? Sin no longer has a stronghold on it, which means it can't penalize you. Got it? Jesus took care of your shame, took care of your guilt. He took care of the penalty. He paid off the price to free you so you're not the slave to sin. Well, what happens if I fall to sin? Well, the greatest thing is always he's forgiven you. What is he forgiving me for? Everything. Everything. Well, I'm just so afraid that people are going to take advantage. The Lord told me something this weekend that blew me away. He says, you can't over-preach grace. You can't even abuse it. Then it wouldn't be grace. You got to know how to hear him so you don't get deceived. Well, am I right? How are you going to abuse grace? Then grace ain't grace. Well, you're abusing me. You see how nice I am. Then that's not grace. Grace is what I predetermined to give you what you could never qualify for. That's unmerited favor. And I could care less what you may do while I do it. It's yours. That's grace. That's true love. I'm going to love my baby, but I'm going to pay on love. You lies. It's phileo. It's soulish. Because if you're going to love your wife or your husband with I'm going to pay on love, that means they can do, it won't matter what they do. They could come by and slap you in the back of the head. You might turn around and say, hey, hey man, you don't want to do that no more. I ain't got that much, you know. But you're going to keep on loving them. 
So you be careful what you claim. That, that love is what you're going to begin to give to people now. When you grow up in it, then you can give it to your marital partner. I recommend it before you get married, you grow up in that agapeo love first. It's better. And if you're not sensing it, don't go all the way through with it yet. Uh-oh. Well, I, I have plans. I don't care what your plans are. God's got plans. Y'all want me to go home? Nobody here fits this anyway. I'm just teaching. I'm going by the Holy Ghost. You don't, you don't finish something because of plan. You don't even finish it because you put money on it. You better be thankful that you didn't put it all. And if you put it all, just say, Lord, you got to turn that into a seed. Just because I put that money there, I ain't going to die with it. Man, he might be all that, all that. Then say, I do, and he turns into all that ain't. Preacher, do you take so-and-so? And then he goes, goes in, I do. And everybody's so happy. He said, well, y'all can kiss. Oh, yeah. Then he thinks, hmm. And everything's changed because he had plans. Hey, we're going to walk down this aisle, but when we get out there, I want you to walk two feet behind me. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, wait. I don't know nothing about it. You've never done that before. I just trying to get you into what I need to get you into so I can work what I want to work. Oh, I'm, it doesn't happen around here a lot, but I'm just teaching you what happens to people. And somebody thinks that because they they got 10 problems, you're supposed to live with it. While we get you straightened out. Uh, well, I, I got this scripture. Let me see. This Matthew 12 ain't really working for me. Oh, yeah, it is. 33. Make the tree good. You know, when you have children, they got a mix of that. See, the word is good to straighten all that out. Boy, I didn't got y'all just... Oh, Lord. This to keep you from running around. I got to pick out so-and-so because if I don't pick out so-and-so, my kids could turn out. Man, you can pick out the best marital partner around. Your kids can still turn out stone crazy. <laughs> Sitting up in a room, hitting a blunt every day at three. Lord, I don't know how I'm going to straighten this out. Every morning, you pick your purse up, $10 missing. That's all of what you put up with. Oh, we didn't steal from Nita because Nita didn't. Well, let's see. How do I say this? Thievery from Nita could could be punishable by death. <laughs> my kids and my wife, they know who I'm talking about. She's in heaven now, but they remember. Steal from Peter, it is and was death. But that's what bondage will do. Bondage never announces itself. Bondage is so sneaky that you just look up and you're bound. Yes, Lord, send me my bow. Don't ask him to send you Boaz. Boaz has been dead 
for many generations. And his name ain't Jesus. He ain't Rose. He's still dead. Send me Boaz. Send me my Boaz and a dead man arrive at your door. That's good stuff. So you make that tree good, right? Make the fruit good or make it bad. Don't sit in the middle, right? Well, okay. So how's the tree known? So somebody says, I walk by faith. Well, how do we know? By your fruit. And then how we know? By your fruit. Your results. I'm out of time. But this is is one of the best teachers I've ever been involved in. You're not supposed to know because somebody tell you. I am an apple tree, really. I see plums. No matter what you see, I am. Well, this is how we're doing people. My idea of a plum is, well, no, wait. But I'm truthfully taught that an apple is this. And that's what you have hanging. So when you come around me, I'm supposed to tell you, this is a poverty mindset. doesn't mean you have one. But the fact that you want to claim it and identify means you do. And you have to say to yourself, this poverty mindset has to go. That means I have to change what? Me. To get different what? Results. Okay, of all the jobs you've had and all limited pay that you've had, who's the common denominator? Oh, I can't hear you. We are, right? Of all the failed marriages and all the failed relationships, who's the common denominator? Now, if you got one, you might be able to squiggle and wiggle out of that. But you got more than one, you're the only common denominator. I just ain't found the right one. You, the finder is broke. I'm just starting stuff at the old Lord Jesus. I'm just messing up. Yeah. Sometimes we get so hurt, we never go find again. Then you neglect your gift. Why? Because your flesh is so big that you can't go get what God put in you. You can't discover it. Because in order to find what God has for you, you have to search through everything's wrong to pick up the what's right. I'm talking to rich people in here. I'm talking to people who are going to buy their own, their own pastor at church. Amen. Shalamaha. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to people right here that's going to buy land and, 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 and build their own neighborhood. I'm saying that you don't have any more school debt. According to this word, God is your debt cancellator. You have to go with what the word says. Don't get mad because people can't read the word and make a change on it. Speak. You got revelation. Speak the word you know over them and wait. That's why I teach you sometimes this seed is inside of you. Ain't nothing you can do about it. After a while, it's going to spring up. Hallelujah. hallelujah. I said hallelujah. hallelujah. I'll close with this. You are identifying your progress by people's approval. 
instead of God's. I don't know about my church. Why not? It's only got 200 people in it. Well, the average size of a church in America is 100 people. 500 people or larger is 8%. But they call them cookie copier churches. They're not necessarily all that. Look at what God's bringing in your life. I look at what happens in my life. I have, I have the best musicians anywhere. Paid or not, they're the best. And they're acknowledged as that. I don't acknowledge them because, well, you better acknowledge them. They're, no, they're not like that. That cuts you off right when you say, hey, I just want to talk to you. Nah, I'm good. Give you a handshake and say, we love you, Pastor. That's what you get. Well, how does God do that, the anointing? Why? Because God never determines what's the approval based on people. Let me put that there because my presence will be there. And, and my right sister. It, the, when she first started playing the best, best piano she's going to ever find, just bad. But when God put that anointing in her, that many, many, many years ago, what did he have in mind? His anointing. When Mike came to my life, what did he have in mind? His what? Anointing. So the Lord said, I know how to get him. And tell that girl over there to like him. I'm going to anoint her. No, I'm going to teach you the truth. That's how it happens. See, see, you, you, can't, you can't look away from how you got. And you can't forget how you got. God knows what he's doing. Hallelujah. The anointing that's in you makes God put the best that he has around you because he wants it for him. So that's why he's making you wealthy because he wants to keep his promise. Somebody really quick, we got to go home. Deuteronomy chapter number eight. Let's see. Let's see. Hallelujah. It's time for me to get a new Bible. Don't get it for me. I'm, I'm real specific. All right. Deuteronomy 8 and 17 says, And thou say in thine heart, my power. This is, this is man. God's saying, don't do this. My power and the might of my hand hath gotten me this well. Be careful. Now, is that my opinion or is that the verse you just read? Oh, so that's up there, see. Is that my opinion or is that a verse? So who's talking in the verse? A man's talking, but who told him to say it? I can't hear you. Oh, that's too quiet. Who's, who told him to say it? God. Scream it. God. Yeah, see, see, that's big. I've learned to shout out the things of God, see. God told him to say it. What did he say specifically? Don't do that. All right. Here's the next verse. This is why it's personal. But thou shalt remember who? The Lord thy God. Who? The Lord thy God. What's the rest? For it is whom? He that does what? Giveth thee what? Power. To get what? 
Okay, so now is that a suppose? I mean, is he supposing he's giving it to you? Is it, you know, there's some skepticism that you can have on that? Or does he say, I do it? He's saying he does it. It's done. This is my job. It's not your job. It's my job. Isn't that what it says? Okay, so why? That he may do what? His what? Whose covenant? Whose? His. Keep saying. That's why I'm asking. Get it deep in your spirit. You don't want to whisper it. Say it. Whose covenant is it? It's his covenant. God's. I'm giving you the wealth because I'm responsible to keep my word. That's what he's saying. Which he swear unto thy fathers. So even if your father didn't know to give it to you, even if your father was missing, fathers means someone before you heard it and knew it. And everything your daddy missed, your preacher is supposed to take. You, you, got, you got the parents overrated for your revelation knowledge. So he makes us wealthy. Why? To make his word true, which is the same as to establish his covenant. So you can't say you did it. You didn't do nothing. For every hour you were able to get in the classroom, there was somebody that nobody gave a chance to go to the school. When I was running high school track, I'll never forget what Peter Pullian, my dad, told me. He said, son, there is a man on this earth that can outrun every man. Chances are he never got the chance. The fastest man is not the one running. That's the fastest one with the ability to run. The fastest man never got a chance. That's why you praise him. You got what nobody else got. He's saying you didn't do anything. I just staved off the enemy so you could do what you do. We have something in this country that says, if you work hard, you better talk about God. The Lord told me, he says, democracy has to die. Only my kingdom can reign. Amen. Oh, I messed up now. And nobody believes in democracy like I do. Well, that didn't sound right. That sounded like somebody who always talking about nobody does it better than me. Well, let's put it this way. I believe in democracy. There's many people that probably believe it better than I do. But I believe in it. But I believe in God more. Okay? As it is, this day. What day? This day. What day? This day. So when did God make you wealthy? Today. When did God want you to get to wealth so he could prove his word true? Well, y'all y'all got the truth. You're just weak at it. This day. What did Isaiah 10 and 27 say? Show the what? What day? This day. Show the what? Burden be removed from off of your shoulder and the yoke destroyed from around your what? Neck. Why? Because of the anointing. All right. I thank you. You sat with me. We got two in one today. You're one.
God bless you. Thanks, folks, for listening in to another powerful broadcast of The Good Life. I am excited to talk to you about this series. Now, increasing your faith is absolutely necessary for your success and for your increase. It's absolutely important that you understand that faith cometh by hearing, and your ability to hear comes from the Word of God. I'm excited to share this series with you, and I'm praying that you gain more revelation, knowledge, insight, and understanding that'll come to you as a result of this series. I'm also sharing with you that uh, as a result of this series, you're going to increase. You're going to pray the prayer of Jabez and get results. Hallelujah. Such a good thing. Now, I also want to be here to share with you concerning your testimonies, your miracles, your prayer requests, and I just want you to know that God is able to do everything that you ask, and there is nothing for Him that is impossible. Jesus was the one who said that all things, obviously with God, are possible, and with Him, there is nothing that is impossible. We thank you, all of us do, One Accord Church International, my family and I, for all the gifts and the tithes that you send into our ministry to help us out with the broadcast. It's such a, uh, a pleasure to receive from you. We can't take that for granted. We do ask that you send your tithe to your local church. Take it there in person and worship the Lord. But your offerings, we're extremely grateful. Now, if I'm the one that primarily teaches you the Word, then you can send me your tithe as well. All of it we thank you for. And we declare boldly there's a hundredfold return for the seed that you sow to our ministry here. Now, I want to pray with you one time before we go. I personally believe that there are many people who are receiving Jesus Christ as Lord. Some others are coming off the sidelines and rededicating their life to Jesus. There are others who have received the baptism with the Holy Spirit. But I want to pray this one prayer and welcome you into the kingdom because everything that I'm sharing with you is kingdom-based. And you won't be able to see it, know it, recognize it, experience it unless you are in the kingdom. Dear Jesus, we're excited that you are the Son of God. We know that you died on the cross of Calvary, Lord. They buried you. But we know, God, that the Father raised you from the dead. We honor you and we thank you so much for the salvation that people experience in their lives today. And we thank you, Lord, that they're going to repeat what I say and they're going to receive it. Dear Jesus, we believe that you died on a cross for us. They buried you, but God raised you from the dead. Come and be Lord of my life. Lead me. I agree to it. I believe it. I receive it in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, then the best of days are going to come your way and the best of results are going to manifest in your life. In Jesus' name, amen.